Hello, my name is Richard Platel. And I'm Liz Walker. And this is The Baked Canadian Takeoff, a show about the Great Canadian Baking Show. And this week we are doing cookies and biscuits and bars. Bars and biscuits. Biscuits bars and, and bars. Biscuits. biscuits and bars. Listener, <laughs> I, I'm, I, okay, I'm going into the Apple podcast interface now, and I'm going into the broadcaster, and I'm turning on the magic mirror, and, okay, all right, I see you there, I see you on the bus and public transport in the, uh, in that two seat, hoping nobody sits next to you. Um, oh, I see them too, I see them yeah. too. Um, would you please consider leaving us a review in iTunes? It helps us out a lot. Uh, right now we don't have enough reviews to be reviewed, and we would like to. So, if you wouldn't mind, please leaving us a review in iTunes. I'm literally begging you, please leave us a review. A good one. A good review. Please leave us a good review in iTunes. Last episode, I was kind of bagging on Sadia a bit for maybe not have, having practiced her uh, Smarty Cake. Mm-hmm. And I got to thinking, like, like the Great British Bake Off is done, I think, over a series of weekends. But this yeah. show, I, th- I think, is recorded in a block, right? This is, like, done... Yeah, that's right. ...all in a block. So, okay, so imagine you, put yourself in their position. Imagine you have gotten on this show, and you're doing, you're doing your paperwork, and they're like, okay, what's your showstopper going to be for the final? I would be like, I don't know, a caramel hat? <laughs> you know, like that is so like beyond the realm of thinking about. Like you have to submit what, like eight times to 16 bakes that you're going to do over the next few weeks if you're, if you make it all That's the way? Right. That's right, if you're lucky. Yeah, so, no, it's, it's, you're probably not, pra- like, I don't know, like, do you get to practice them? You like certainly prob- don't get to practice them once you're in the tent. Like once you're sort of part of the the show, I don't. You don't get to practice anything. Cause yeah, I, unless last, you're like sneaking out at night or something. Yeah, last season, I think we heard from a couple of the bakers that basically they were baking all day over like a one or two, like a two day or three day bake. Basically, I think that's what it was. They were baking mm-hmm. like over two days, maybe going mm-hmm. back to the hotel late at night, pretty bagged, and then heading back out the next day, early in the morning, baking all day, filming all day, yeah, and basically just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It was, uh, yeah. it was all filmed in one block of time instead of, yeah, week by week, like British Bake Off. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't any, any time to think. I think all you're, I think you're pretty stressy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like you don't, you don't have time, like you don't have time to take the judge's comments and go and practice some more bakes to try and apply them. You have to like try apply them the next day in the moment, but you don't get to like refine. No. Now I imagine you're looking at a recipe that you yourself have written in front of you and you're just like, Oh my God, what, right, what is right. this? What language is this written in? Yeah. <laughs> what was I thinking? I, I struggle baking in my own home at my leisure. Right? You know, like I, I make mistakes and I, I, I'm following a recipe and I'm like, oh, I don't know, does that look right? And I don't have, t- I don't have time to fix. You know, when you, when you start to see the bakers trying to fix mm-hmm. a problem, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, 
it's it's a dead giveaway that things are going wrong because a fix almost never fixes anything. Do you know what yeah. I mean? We saw that yeah. we saw that with uh, I think it was Wendy to start when her almond her no bake almond crust for her um, her signature square. She wasn't paying attention in a way that I can totally understand, and she put too much butter in. Yep. And so then she started trying to like remix it, adding more of the ground almonds, trying to get that back. And I don't, I think it kind of, she kind of veered off from there. Like it just never quite came back. And she was trying to, yeah, implement fixes for various problems when it was already too late. Yeah. Which was really So the signature challenge for this week was to bake 24 bars and make all ingredients from scratch. That's right. So none, so all of the decorations and garnishes, they had to be from scratch. So if you were going to make like a peanut marshmallow square, it, you'd have to make those marshmallows by hand, which yeah. nobody did. Yeah. I mean, people had like major problems. Yeah. Uh, like they were everybody, everybody seemed They're... to have major problems. <laughs> I I have wa- I've watched like two seasons of British Bake Off, one of Canadian Bake Off, and a little bit of American Baking Show, and I don't remember ever seeing this big a range in one challenge, like between highs mm. and lows. Right. Yeah, like, there was a couple of people who just that it didn't bake at all, and it was just like yeah. an unbaked mess. Yeah, but like Mengling's um, green tea squares, like came seemed to have come out perfectly they looked and, per- they uh, looked just like they're drawing yeah and sachin's uh sachin's pina colada bars came out declared sensational sensational yes sensational yeah but then other ones uh, were, yeah. were just kind of a gloopy mess totally yeah yeah the um Anne marie's coffee nanaimo bars yay she mm-hmm. ran out of time it was just <laughs> a bloop it was a big bloop so we set ourselves a challenge for this week uh, we decided we were going to make uh, Nanaimo bars, both of us. And Nanaimo bars were invented for National Novel Writing Month. NaNoWriMo bars were... This joke doesn't work at all. <laughs> so what's it? <laughs> <laughs> so I called, uh, I called traditional Nanaimo bars, and I made the Nanaimo bars off the city of Nanaimo's website, off their about page. And uh, what's the story of on the Nanaimo bar? Did you do a little research on it? Uh, so it's it's a traditional it's a traditional church bake sale type square. Like prior, I think to like the nineteen thirties, it was kind of known as a London smog bar. Did you? Say oh that? yeah, yeah, London fog. London, London fog, fog or London smog, depending or on London how you smog. feel about London. Or yeah. a coconut custard cream bar. That doesn't that doesn't ring with me at all. Um, so I had a bake-off worthy disaster while I was making mine. Oh, um, what happened? Uh, so the bottom, the, the graham crust layer, uh, the yeah. very sort of vague instructions say, uh, you start with some butter, some sugar, and some cocoa powder, and uh-huh. it says melt those in a double boiler. But of course it doesn't mean melt the sugar in a double boiler because you can't melt sugar in a double boiler. It doesn't get hot enough. Uh-huh. It just means like melt the butter and and the chocolate. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> and then you add uh, and then you add a beaten egg to that. Uh, and I had mine way too hot. And when I put my oh. egg in, it just it just glomped up and like 
it just like scrambled eggs scrambled eggs and the water just like squeezed out of it it just like completely separated um so i had to start that over again uh but then i did and then it was fine (laughs) after that hooray Um, and they um there's no salt called for in the recipe i guess there is salt in the graham cracker crumbs but other than that there's no salt and I wanted Ooh. to add salt. I wanted to add salt to every layer of it, and I did not. Yeah. And I, I feel like it could have benefited from a pinch of salt. Right, because you were sticking to the orthodox recipe. Yes. Which because is basically you... a layer of graham crackers and sugar, and then a layer of butter and sugar, and then a layer of chocolate. And I, when, I was doing a, when I was doing a little research on Nanaimo bars online, people, I mean, people love them, but they do have... If there is one complaint, it is they are too sweet. Yes, and that is that is that they need they don't they don't have enough salt to balance that sugar that makes your teeth <laughs> want to fall out. Or okay, anything, or a crunch, or yeah. something. Yeah, and I, I haven't eaten very many Nanaimo bars in my life because they are too sweet. Although I did buy one uh, in two thousand and one. My friend Andrea and I drove down the Sea to Sky Highway from Vancouver to Squamish. And we pulled off the road in Squamish. We went to the Tim Hortons and I saw Nanaimo bars. And I thought, well, I'm in BC. You got I'll get one of them. You got it. I'm here. And uh, I don't know where they're from. I don't know where Nanaimo is. I didn't know at the time, but I do know now. Um, and. Mike, the experience of eating an Nanaimo bar is you take a bite out of it and the the yellow custard shoots out the side. Mm. That that's my experience mm-hmm. of, of eating them. And so, uh, so when you chose the orthodox recipe, I was pretty glad to get a recipe where I could experiment a little bit. I was looking around for something a little different, uh, something that I could, you know, jazz up. Uh, I actually found. Anna Olson's peanut butter Nanaimo bar recipe. Mm. Um, be, uh, again, because the peanuts, I thought you can introduce a little salt, uh, you know, it's get that sort of like lovely nutty flavor to, to bring to all of the sweetness. And um, it was pretty good. I did something, her recipe didn't call for it, but I toasted the coconut, which I uh. thought was nice but when as i was saying earlier before i came down here i cut myself another tiny little square and Mm -hmm. i i try i tried to take a bite and chew it and and be like have be critical about it it's like what's of course it's good it's mostly butter and sugar but like is Mm -hmm. it what's going on with it and i'm not sure that i'm not sure i really pulled it off um when my husband Ian had one. He he said, "What are these? Are these oat squares? Mm-hmm. Because I think the peanuts. So you, you there's ground peanuts, and there's the there was the toasted coconut, and I did a, just a plain gram. I didn't do I didn't add the 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 chocolate mm-hmm. to my gram crust, and uh, it, it 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 kind of did have a." I don't know, almost like a health, not a health food bar, but like something not just, it didn't, the texture, it didn't read as, yeah, sort of classic. It kind Mm. of came off as like different, not quite an Nanaimo. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to declare something here. I'm going to state something. Okay. I think, I think I made the recipe. I think I made the recipe correctly Mm -hmm. and I don't think they were good. (laughs) I think, I think, 
yeah, I think they were too, like, just too sweet, too, too buttery. Too buttery. Yeah. I know, I can't right? believe you're, I can't, I, I can't believe you're saying this. But this is, maybe it's not a good, maybe it's not a very good treat. I don't know. Very, very rarely do I just, do I just eat a spoonful of butter. <laughs> That's because you're not a sh- small child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the teenager, the teenager ate like, uh, ate like 10 cubic inches of an Nanaimo bar, so, and that sounds like oh, a success. Uh- Okay, can we talk about squares versus bars for a second? Because I Certainly. feel, I feel like when I was growing up, I, I'm, I'm, my dad was a, a minister in the United Church. Oh geez. So I went, I went to a lot of luncheons. I went to a lot of luncheons. I have eaten every square from the Kawarthas to the tip of Nova Scotia. I have eaten every square that is produced in that range. I've hit every square, man. I've hit every square, man. Eating desserts are rare, man. I've been to every fair, man. I'm baking up half my share, man. I've hit every square. I've had a Nymo, rainbow, cappuccino, Oreo, cheesecake, no bake, butter tart, oatmeal day, chocolate chip, lime whip, peppermint, banana split, crack pie, shoe fly, deep fried, spicy chop, egg snows, cookie dough, sick doodle, espresso, dolly bars, toffee bars, seven layer, all my stars. I've had every square, man. I've had every square, man. Eating desserts are rare, man. I've been to every fair, man. I'm picking up half my share, man. I've had every square. And they were approximately square-sized. Mm-hmm. The, these bars, these um, huge things that you have to hold in your hand, they did not mm-hmm. exist. What the heck? What's going on? Is this Starbucks? Is this a Starbucks effect? They're, they're too big. I mean, these, the Nanam, we call it a Nanaimo bar. Right. I get it. But like, it's enormous and you shouldn't eat that much. <laughs> and it is no, no, t- no. You should eat a tiny, 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 tiny like square. I cut, I cut these like one and a half inch cubes for myself and my kids because it's crazy to eat more than that. Right. And now I have, I have an eight by eight inch pan <laughs> that I'm, I'm looking at. I'm just like, oh my God. What am I gonna do? It. I need a. I need a church luncheon staff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. This eight by eight pen is a, is a church luncheon serving of of Nanaimo bars. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, um, um. Okay, so when I was I was doing a little research on Nanaimo bars, mm-hmm. I've did I found out that there's a song. Yes. <laughs> okay. So in the 1980s in Canada was a really rich time for um, novelty comedy songs mm-hmm. uh, on the CBC in particular, and one of those characters was a guy by the name of by the name of Bob Boston, and he wrote hilarious songs that were just so true, and they were enjoyed on uh, Morningside. Ah, okay. And stuff like that. He's a he's a native of uh, Gabriel Island. He's retired now. Anyway, he has a song about Nanaimo and the lyrics. I couldn't find the song. I really, I searched everywhere, but I think Bob is of a, of a different generation. Mm-hmm. The lyrics go, I'll tell you what's in a Nanaimo bar. Smoking peelers, cocaine dealers, redneck loggers, nonstop talkers, hookers with daughters. Yes, yes, yes. What is this guy's beef with Nanaimo? <laughs> And what's funny is that if you go into, I found like people talking about this song on TripAdvisor of all places. Mm-hmm. 
And um, several people chimed in to say, you know, not, Nanaimo's not like that anymore. <laughs> it's nice it's now. Really ni- it's really nice now. <laughs> that might have been true back in the day, but it is not true now. found it eventually. I did. I did. I, yeah, I just I went in a second grocery store and they had they had three different sizes of birds custard. Oh wow. Yeah. I so I actually couldn't find it in my local grocery store or my local drugstore, which obviously drugstore is not going to have it. Um, and having left it until the last minute, I did not have time to search. So I went online to see if I could find like a DIY custard powder mix it, that I could make. It's just like cornstarch um, and corn flour, right? It's corn it's cornstarch and milk milk powder basically. Right. Some sugar. Um but I have to say that when I when I when I made it I it didn't it didn't seem like the quantity was sufficient and I'm wondering if I didn't have enough sugar maybe or if I'd used too much um, milk powder because milk powder can make things quite dry mm-hmm. because I was I, I, I was like whip I was beating it and I was just like this doesn't seem like very much for a layer because you know Nanaimo bars they have like they can have quite a thick layer yes of yep. filling of, and I, I don't know if you saw my, I don't know if you saw my picture oh yes of uh, on Instagram and Twitter uh, at Big Canadian not, on Instagram not, not a huge layer not a huge layer. I'd say that, uh, like, my base was 50%, and then, like, 20% and 30% was my top and my and my filling. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't feel that those were, like, good proportions. I feel was, like, uh, I feel like the, judges, the, your... the judges would have nicked me on that. Uh, <laughs> the top was, like, a, was a, was a, a chocolate ganache, um, which is the first time I've ever done a chocolate ganache, mm-hmm. and I, you, I, I broke out my magic whisk, and... I, it was actually, I was really surprised. Um, I was afraid of it seizing. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I was very careful with the heat and I just kept that magic whisk moving and it came out beautifully glossy and I poured mm. it over my filling and uh, I let it cool and it came out of the fridge and I was really pleased by how shiny and pretty it was. And then I sprinkled this like chocolate spice mix over the whole freaking thing and it looked like uh, someone had put dirt. All over my nice shiny, <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, you are the author of your own misfortune here, Walker." Aww. Yeah. Let's talk about the technical. Let's talk about the technical challenge. What was the technical challenge this week? It was digestive biscuits. Now, when I say when I say digestives, what do you think? I think of a. Oaty biscuit with a big hard sugar crystal in it. I love that. We had digestive biscuits in the house growing up, and I love them. I love mm-hmm. them. Love them. Love them. I, I love their sandy, their sandy crisp texture, mm-hmm. um, and they usually, not always, but they often have. If if you've got nice parents, uh, a, a chocolatey side, right? Oh no, we didn't get the, one no, half, we didn't get those. We didn't get the chocolate oh, kind. Sorry. So they actually this was a this was a technical challenge on a on a season of Great British Bake Off. Oh, which I remember, I which I remember watching. And what was so funny about this is that 
this biscuit is a national institution, right. and yet every everybody knows what it is, and yet the bakers lost their minds. You could see them where they're like this 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 object that they have eaten crammed in their mouths thousands of times, and yet have they ever truly looked at the biscuit? Because the people were like, uh. What does it look like on the back? And you could see how, you know, the instructions were absolutely the same as the instructions for these biscuits, where you're supposed to use, um, just like, do a, a little crisscross design on the back of them. And the people were like, uh, like this? Like what? And you could just see the people were, were like searching their memories to try to, and they just couldn't do it. Most of them could not do it. They're like, I don't, I don't know. Shall we move on to the Showstopper Challenge? Yeah, the Showstopper was um, a really cool um, biscuit container filled with cookies. And so they really got to do whatever they wanted. This was reminiscent to me of a Bread Week Challenge where you have to like make a bread basket out of bread and have bread in it. Yep. And this Absolutely. was make a biscuit box made of biscuit to, for your biscuits. And, yeah, that's right. And uh, they were judged on both the cookies and the and the box the yes. container they came in. Mm-hmm. I thought and, I thought yeah. Devin's um, bookshelf biscuit looked really mm-hmm. interesting. Um, I, yeah, I wanted I to know what that to... tasted like or what it was yeah, made of. It looked it looked like maybe there were seeds in yeah, it. Like it was yeah, some yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, I, I noticed your um, your pet peeve happened when uh, Mengling had some soybean flour, and mm-hmm. Rochelle and everyone tasted it, and they, all we got was Rochelle saying that tastes interesting. Hmm. What, uh, what? 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 What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. That was disappointing because uh, I don't know what roasted soybean flour cookies taste like. Mm-hmm. Are they good? How how would you know? How would you know? I don't know. So it seemed like Mengling pulled it off. Um, Devin pulled it off, except he had some icing sticking issues with his uh, cookie books. Yeah. Uh, Megan uh, Megan's gingerbread galaxy box, I think, was pretty effective. Um, I thought that it looked like in the best possible way. It looked like the side of a van. Yes. Yep. Do you know what I'm saying? I do, yeah. Yeah. The best possible way. Um, I thought probably Andre had the highest concept with his piano uh, and his, his dark, dark chocolate. Right, yeah. He like constructed a, a black piano yep. out of... Uh, out of a biscuit dough and then f- had keys on it made out of chocolate and mm-hmm. then filled it with notes, mm-hmm. um, sugar cookie notes. Uh, yeah, super conceptual. Um, did he make that cookie mold himself? One can only assume, yeah. I kind of figured that. Like, yeah, yeah that was amazing. Uh, Sechin had the amazing um, piping, plating on his outside basket and then like just Perfect cookies, just every one identical and nicely flooded. Just killing it. I yeah. mean, I think that's the dentist right there. That, yeah, you know? I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. That's, uh, you know, these teeth all have to look the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, that's a, that's talk about your detail work. That <laughs> you know what? I would really love to see a conversation between Megan and Sachin when it comes to detail work because they are both they both have, like score the highest in terms of like that that consistency that maybe they made that they painted. Um, like little model figures when they were younger. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, well, she's a hairstylist, so both she and Sechen like they do work, and then people walk around wearing that. You know, that's right. They the work world. on people's bodies, and I think maybe they could also both do car detailing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Maybe post uh, post season. Maybe like that's uh, that's what they're going to get up to. Yep. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Sechen's Sechen's was just. Stunning, and apparently tasted really good too. That basket mm-hmm. was was like, oh, yeah, that's a basket you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. That is the that is one of the things. I mean, we're, since we're talking about the design and the execution of baked goods, I don't know. Do you, that element of decoration mm-hmm. is so friggin' hard. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. it's it's. I think it's really hard to pull off having having attempted uh, birthday cakes for my kids. It's it's super hard, and so really, it really reminded me that the the star baker and ultimately the winner has to be able to pull off that level of both like tastes good, is fully baked, and looks like professional. Yeah, and our star baker this week was. Such and Seth. Such yep. and Seth. He uh, he had the pina colada bars and came in second in the technical and then had that amazing apple basket showstopper. How much would you pay for that apple basket? Oof. Come on, you're at the a, bake sale. I don't know. Is he a dentist? Like, uh, oh, at the bake sale for a school? I don't know. Yeah. P- forty bucks. You paid forty bucks. <laughs> I feel tricked here. I feel like I feel like you talked me into a high price and then mocked me for it. <laughs> How much would you pay for this basket? It's not about what I would pay. I'm just curious it's what for, you would it's pay. It's for the school. It's for charity. It's a fundraiser, it's right? It's a fundraiser. It's, it's, right. No. I mean I'm assuming this I I'm assuming this is a silent auction, right? <laughs> uh and this week we lost Wendy. Her showstopper did not demold properly, uh, and she had some problems with her digestive biscuits and her bars. Yeah, it was just not her week. No. She uh, she said, I didn't throw up. That was the goal of the day. Yeah. She also said, the secret so... to a happy life is forgetting everything that happened before today. <laughs> Which I'm not sure is actually good philosophy, but... I don't don't know about that, but... Um... It it ranks with some some inspirational stuff that I've seen in my Facebook. So, <laughs> sure. So yeah. Oh, thanks for listening to this episode of the Big Canadian Takeoff. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. We are at Big Canadian, and you can find us online at bigcanadian.com. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. Our theme music is Dog Politics by Elvis Herod off the album Mood Music for the Apocalypse. Bye. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Bye.